0: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance.
1: Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COV podcast here at Ausbiz. It is July the 11th. It's a Monday. I'm your host, David Scott, joined today by Carl Rotter. Uh, Carl, we started off spy futures reporting positive. Everything looked, uh, no peaches and cream. And then just another day of disappointment. So, uh, where do we start? Because we finished on our session lows down 1.14%.
0: Yeah. Benchmark. <laughs> Story of my life, eh? Um, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a shocking day, really. Um, I suppose I didn't see volumes, but I'm sure they were going through the market. But it was an interesting turn in the middle of the day because we did see e-minis drop quite quite quickly when Asian markets really came online. We also had some pretty you know, nasty news about uh, regulatory fines uh, across some of uh, our Chinese tech. So mm-hmm. the Hang Seng got uh, taken to the cleaners. I think it was down 3% when I checked it. Last and obviously those at home listening now maybe uh a good time to check what the actual market closed at but um, Chinese stocks too uh, took a little bit of a bath too so it was a rinsing across the region iron ore prices down again miners uh, suffered um, energy stocks even pulled back throughout the day so I don't know uh, exactly you know uh, what we should infer from it but clearly uh, not good oh I think I think the thing to infer from is that
1: uh, compatibility of trying to go and run a 2nd largest economy in the world with COVID uh, zero, even if it's dynamic, as, uh, as self-proclaimed by the uh, the mm. government officials over there, is impossible with Omicron. And I think that uh, we're finding that out firsthand. That's uh, one step uh, forward, two step backs for the time being, and uh, difficult to get excited. Uh, certainly, uh, when it comes to that iron ore space today, uh, there was concern about fresh outbreaks. Uh, also another big build in uh, an iron, ore, iron ore inventories in China, which no doubt didn't help sentiment in that neck of the woods as well. But uh, look, uh, we saw some pretty big falls coming through. BH as well uh fresh legal threats posed by the samarco uh, tailings dam disaster that happened a few years ago which mm. helped to go and actually boost uh, you know revenues and profitability at the miner because of the tightness in the iron ore market yeah some uh, some ramifications potentially right. coming through as well in that space but uh whilst it finished down about two and a half percent i think we have to go and talk about eml payments mm. now uh it's something that i uh, know people are coming across uh, we know it a little bit more uh here at ausbiz of course but uh big into the prepaid cards and a big push into Europe, uh, got into some regulatory strife there. And then all of a sudden today we, uh, we awoke and then the, uh, the news headlines were that Tom Cregan, who's been at the helm there as uh, MD and chief executive for over a decade, just suddenly resigned.
0: Packed his bags.
1: Yeah. And uh, the share price reaction suggests that the shareholders were not impressed. Uh, no. On top of everything else they've had to endure, that is the latest bit of, uh, of uncertainty that's come through. Its share price was absolutely smacked. I think mm-hmm. 24% lower. And uh, it's already falling quite a long way. It just shows you uh, how important it is to go and have uh, know, strong corporate leadership in times like
0: this. Yeah, certainly. No, it's an ugly chart. I mean, I probably couldn't tell you too much about the uh, the, the company's fundamentals or, or the story around it, but um, just do yourself a favor and look up an email chart. Even today's 10% drop looks fairly meagre in the uh, context of the drop that we've seen in the last 12 months or so. So, yeah, you s- certainly wouldn't want to be, uh, yeah, uh, holding holding that thing at the moment, it would seem. Yeah, the price action's been pretty bearish. Look, uh, we went and asked a couple of experts as well, their take as
1: to what to do with EML payments at this stage. To know, uh, buy the dip or run. So we sat down today, uh, I think Nadine was in the hot uh, hot seat today on the call, speaking with Gaurav Sodi from Intelligent Investor and Mark Garner from Macro Capital to get their take as to whether EML payments. Is a hard buy or very hard sell. Tom leaving is a big deal. He has been instrumental in the business model change at what used to be e-merchants, I think a, a pretty crappy little business, and he's turned that into uh, a really interesting, um, significantly significantly larger business. So him leaving without any, suddenly without any explanation, um, and uh, outside the usual departure window, is a big deal. I, I would I would see this as a blaring red flag whatever your investment case is for eml i think everyone ought to sell the stock now and reassess that investment case because everything has changed i think you just wait till the smoke clears for now i don't think you know i mean it's a really crowded space that payment Mm -hmm. space um and at the moment something like tyro's fallen 75 80 percent it's probably Mm -hmm. got a better business case um than than say this potentially so uh, yeah, there's an, an alternative if you really want to stick in the space. Which, I mean, obviously had pretty similar. Um, but at least they're pulling the numbers still. Um, but yeah, look, I'd be I'd be very happy okay. just to sell this and reassess. Um, it's now it's just not the right market conditions for it either. the stock of the day segment would just be run. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a red there's a red flag. <laughs> uh, no, wait till the dust settles. All the other uh, the analogies there you could possibly go and roll out, but uh, just in short, just avoid for the time being. But not to say that every stock out there at the moment, despite being pretty tough times for the other local market, is in a void. I can tell you that uh, we had Ray Chan from Morgan's on the program today talking up Oz Minerals. Uh, you know it's been hit hard. A lot of the drawdown we have seen in copper prices and the like, and that's certainly gone weighed on that particular stock, but he's funny, value there. We know all about the EV story, and of course, copper's in a whole bunch of industrial purposes as well. Yes, uh, everyone's talking about recession, but uh, the market's still looking pretty tight. It has to be said, at least for now. Also, uh, Rob Shears from Valor Private Wealth. I always get on with Rob. He's, um, he's great. Um, deep thinker. And uh, he's been thinking deep this time about what's going on in the global e-commerce space, of course. Uh, everyone's talking about consumer-led recessions at the moment. Uh, he's, uh, he's got a bit of a contrarian take and named a few names that he has found it interesting after the recent drawdown. How's
0: your internet shopping going you, uh, you partake in much of that internet shopping no not at all I yeah. don't like to shop uh, in the slightest these things confuse me to be honest yeah yeah really? e-commerce okay don't stop. get it yeah
1: well, I do it occasionally but uh, yeah it's few and far between I don't yeah. go to the store because I c- can't really fit a body like this too easily. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we digress. Uh, look, uh, let's get back to our, what's going on here. Uh, Mary Manning from uh, Fitting Investment Management joined me today on The, uh, the Global View. Uh, she talked to consumer stocks, uh, and particularly a lot of that conversation. Uh, uh, selective, uh, still positive mm. on our, our various groups. Uh, also went through like, some of the things to look at during earnings season in the States. I know, have we seen the, the price multiple compression be reflected any way near at this point when it comes to earnings risk? Uh, you have to go and take a listen, but uh, always enjoy speaking with Mary. She's seen a lot in her career, and uh, you know at times like this, you need to have experience under your belt across a variety of different marketplaces. Look, uh, later on this week, Carl, we get uh, Australia's jobs report, and uh, have you had the Great Resignation?
0: Oh, uh, once or twice. Yeah, a few times, of course. Yeah, yeah. Probably it comes up here career. and there.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Obviously, it stems from the, uh, the United States. I think it was like no, like tens of millions of people just suddenly upped and left the labour market yeah. there. Are variety of different factors and people have been trying to go and digress whether we're going through a similar thing here locally in Australia. And I was listening to a podcast uh, this morning on the way into uh, to the uh, to the office when I was on my flight at about 40,000 feet or whatever it was. And uh, they are talking about where the US is at the moment when it comes to uh, job vacancies and like and still very, very high and elevated levels. But everyone's talking about you know, labour market conditions start to soften with clear evidence that hiring is starting to slow as well. And I think Australia is about six months behind where the US is right now. Right. So we're talking about record job vacancies and everything else, now, acute skill shortages. So if those people are out there in the marketplace, workers who want to go and throw their hat in the ring and see what are, their other market worth is, I reckon this half of the year, you've got to go make your move now. It's, yeah. uh, it's the window of opportunity in conditions which are really, really unique where you'd have so much power in the hands. Of the other uh, worker rather than the capital, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those things. The most uh, so I went had a bit a spiel about that in my view today. Uh, look, uh, looking ahead to uh, this week, some pretty big events aside from yeah. the labour force data here locally. Uh, a lot of data out of China, uh,
0: including GDP. Do we yep. believe
1: GDP anymore? Yeah. Do we what? Do we believe
0: the GDP figures and everything else? Uh, I don't really look at it too closely. PMIs are what's, uh, what I follow. Over closely. Yeah,
1: it's people have still got a few question marks over the veracity of particularly as uh, they get their other figures out in the space of like yeah. 18 days, which is pretty remarkable got a lot of workers I guess to go and draw mm. upon in that sense but yeah the, uh, the activity uh, indicators will be interesting as well but I think the granddaddy of them all has to be what's going on with CPI we've been talking about yes. inflation mm. incessantly on this program and everywhere else in the world as well uh, so we'll see what happens with that one as well also get some uh, no, uh, RBNZ is going to be up tomorrow. I think it yeah, is.
0: Bank of Canada as well going uh, probably fifty 75? basis points.
1: I think seventy oh yeah, oh, five is priced into the market. Into so the right.
0: market. I think the Economist consensus is about fifty, but yeah, market pricing is around seventy five, and the RBNZ are going to go as well. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, like RBNZ another fifty being priced in there. Like uh, we talk about a soft landing. I was having a chat with a few mates uh, in the industry, and they were saying that it's uh, look if we talk about soft landing, it's more like a kamikaze pilot. The <laughs> RBNZ looking at what's going on with some of the uh, the housing indicators in the Reich and the where the housing market goes. A lot of people. People reckon the economy will as well. So how are they go and handle it? Well, it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, and the uh, other point worth making there too with U.S. CPI coming up is uh, you know sometimes the, the tool's not exactly reliable. So check it tomorrow morning after you you hear this podcast, or check it now or sh- and tomorrow morning. But um, Fed funds futures. So mm-hmm. the Fed Watch tool implying a 10% chance of a 100 basis point move, and this is again don't quote me on this exactly because the tool can be a little <laughs> bit skittish sometimes, but. Ten percent chance implied of a, of a hundred basis point move from the Fed at the end of the month, so marginal but still sort of indicative of uh, you know these concerns that the Fed are going to have to go you know pretty hard yeah if, if oh, when I
1: flew to Adelaide uh, on Friday night. I was delayed, I was bumped off one flight and then delayed into another flight, so I was in a bit of a rare mood. And then I landed just in time to go and see payrolls come off my phone, yep. and I saw the strength coming through and I said, do 100. So maybe the, uh, the some of the punters out there are taking Scotty's angry view from being <laughs> delayed by the flights uh, and maybe going and putting like a small bet. We'll see. Yeah, uh, another bio.
0: thing that we can pin on Ellen Joyce is, uh, yeah, the hawkish FedEx expectations. Yeah, well,
1: well the, the data in the States, so no, at least that hard data at the moment, is still looking pretty tough as, uh, as teak. Yep. The, uh, the soft, the, uh, the survey data is the ones that are still rolling over. So we'll see yep. whether that goes and reflects Thanks. In the uh, the broader economy, the CPI release this week will be pretty key. To imagine that. So look, there's plenty to go and digest over the next
0: four days. So we'll go leave it there. Well, yes, and US earnings, and that's all I'll say after that, because there's more more in the corporate calendar too. So yeah, anywhere you look, yeah. there's going to be plenty uh, to, to to follow. Uh, that macro news in terms of what the Fed could do, and then also you know whether this slowdown starting to translate through to, to the guidance in US corporates. We get the banks this week, so that's a start.
1: Yeah. Usually there's not not typically too many surprises with the banks. I think a lot of people are hanging out for this consumer sector, but yeah. That'll be right later on in the season. So, look, plenty to digest. We'll, uh, We'll go and do it all again tomorrow. We'll see you then. Rock and roll.